Welcome to Top of the Week. Today we'll be talking about the potential suspension of the Folk Studies program and then the Herald recently put out a voter's guide that's available on our website and so we'll be talking to two of the reporters who were involved in putting that together. Well, let's hop into our first story. I will be interviewing my co-host Deborah Murray here. WKU's Master of the Arts and Folk Studies program is facing suspension following a decision made by Folk Studies faculty earlier this month. The suspension of the program is not official until approved by the Southern Association of Colleges and School Commission on Colleges, WKU's accrediting body, by which the teach-out plans must also be approved by. So Deborah, how have the alumni reacted to this announcement? So very quickly after it was announced, the alumni very quickly took to Facebook. I was actually able to interview the former director of the program who was just very heartbroken that a program that she had spent almost 30 years of her life overseeing at Western was now no longer going to exist. She compared it to like a literal death in the family. And as a whole, I think people are still hopeful to see if there's some type of solution because people feel like this program is really unique to Western and to this area. And a lot of students come from a lot of different countries or different places in the United States to come and study folk studies here at Western. So I think A lot of people are just disappointed to see that this program potentially may no longer exist in the capacity it does now. So you said that a lot of people usually come here from different places. What makes this program so special? So I think a reason that it's so special is it was really one of the first in the nation. And it's just really in a unique area for what different type of like programming that Western has to offer and also just like culturally like in Kentucky, the different type of projects people have at their hands here. Our folk studies program have done projects on like the local Bosnian community. They're normally pretty involved in the local African-American museum, the Downing Museum, and as a whole, they just really cater to the culture in Bowling Green. So with this program being so integral and being one of the first ones in the nation, why is it being suspended now? So in a recent email sent by Dean Brown, kind of breaking it down, he had said that he had offered in academic year 2024 to bring in an instructor to teach and then the following academic year bringing in a tenure track professor. Um, But they had to increase their enrollment by four students. And I think from my understanding, based on the reporting I've done, is just none of the faculty seems to feel like that was an option. So as disappointing as it is for all of the people in the program currently, it just doesn't seem like most of the people involved felt like they had any other choice. Do you think there will be any backlash from this decision? I think a lot of people are going to become pretty outspoken about how this has been handled. And just, I think, honestly, a lot of them, specifically alumni, have already written to the dean and to President Caboni about their thoughts on potentially losing this program and like how much it has changed their life. So I think it will really change the perception towards Western and how it treats unique programs like the Folk Studies. Thanks for talking to me today, Deborah. Of course, anytime, Grace. All right. Do you want to take this next story? Of course. So recently, the Herald has been putting out a voting guide that includes a breakdown of candidates and just any information anybody would need to know about voting in Warren County. So early voting in Warren County will take place from 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. on November 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And then on Election Day, November 8th, voting locations will be open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And there's more information available at 
wkuherald.com slash vote, which you can find on our homepage and underneath our news category. And then as far as stories, first up, we have our content editor, Alexandria, who wrote a breakdown of candidates for two different races. So you have the opportunity to speak to several different candidates. Can you talk a little bit about your experiences covering the state representative race and the House of Representatives race? Yeah, so I had a really good time getting to learn a lot about the platforms of these candidates, especially as someone coming from outside Warren County, and especially since I've recently switched my voter registration to Kentucky. Um, It was a really good experience to get to know what these candidates are and what they stand for. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to personally interview um, Brett Guthrie, who was running in the House race, as well as Kevin Jackson, who was running in the state representative race. But they also they provided a lot of good answers for me as well. But my in-person interviews that I did get to do with Patty Minter, the state representative, as well as Hank Linderman, who is running in the House representative race. They really told me a lot about their platform and their experience running. And I feel like overall, I tried to convey that through the stories if people who aren't really politics-minded don't get the chance to do research since we are all college students and we don't really have that time on our hands. Of course. So what do you think is at stake during this election? Now that redistricting has occurred specifically within District 20, I know that a lot of students as well as people in the Warren County community specifically since that makes up a lot of District 20, a lot of that voting is going to shift especially with how that district has shifted farther south, meaning there's kind of a different demographic there. So especially for new voters that are going to go out and receive their vote, there is honestly, there's a lot and a little both at stake during both of these elections because they're just your typical like run-of-the-mill generic elections. But with, with any election, it's a chance for college students, especially in our district, to use their voice and determine kind of the fate of District 20. So thank you so much for joining us today, Alexandria. Yeah, thank you. So our next story focuses on gerrymandering. Gerrymandering is the process of manipulating the boundaries of an electoral constituency to create an advantage for one political party over another, effectively ensuring that the party's success in that district, state, or region. News reporter Damon Stone wrote a story explaining gerrymandering and how it impacts voters. So, Damon, how can gerrymandering impact an election? So, as you said, gerrymandering involves taking districts and shifting them around a little bit so that it favors one party over another. And usually it happens on the state and local levels. As been seen with uh, Kentucky and uh, other states across the country, it affects an election by essentially ensuring one party success over the other by this redistricting process so that, say, one party has some votes or less votes. It won't matter in the end because the overall district favors one party over another. In this election cycle, are there any examples of redistricting? Right now, as it stands, Warren County has been divided up into three separate districts. Districts 32 with Simpson County, District 16 with Allen County, and District 9 with Edmondson County. And typically, that's from what I've learned from Dr. Scott Lasley, that's not what you would really want to have happen for gerrymandering because it's splitting up an already established county into three completely different districts. 
Do you think that there will be changes to how gerrymandering affects elections? There's always effects from what I understand, but for Kentucky in particular and Warren County, probably not, I would say, because the state has always predominantly voted Republican. And unless if you're living in Louisville and its surrounding areas, if you vote Democrat in, say, Allen County, it's not really going to have much of a say because the district it's a part of is leaning more towards the uh, Republican side of the political spectrum. That makes sense. Well, thank you for coming on the show and talking with me today, Damon. Happy to be here. Thank you all so much for joining us for Top of the Week. If you have any tips, feel free to reach out to herald.digital at wku.edu. And a special thank you to our guests today, Alexandre Anderson and Damon Stone, as well as our very own Deborah Murray. Tune in next week to our newest episode on Wednesday. That's all for now. See you next week. I'm Deborah Murray. And I'm Grace Stevens. This episode was produced by Grace Stevens. Our original music is composed by Jacob Latimer. Our co-hosts are Deborah Murray and Grace Stevens. And our special guests today were Alexandria Anderson, Damon Stone, and Deborah Murray. All episodes of Top of the Week can be accessed on wkuherald.com.